Hello, everybody. It's Pastor John, Living Discipleship Ministries. I'd like to welcome you back to our Living Discipleship Ministries podcast. Thank you for joining us here today. And we're going to talk about uh, three scriptures today. If you want to get your Bible kind of preset, we're going to start out in Luke chapter 19. And we're going to go to Acts chapter 12. And then 1 Samuel chapter 17. So that's Luke 19. Acts 12, 1 Samuel chapter 17. And uh, a lot of this inspiration that I get for these little messages, uh, which I hope you like them, but um, it just, as we travel about during the week and, uh, you know, we're about the business of the church and getting things done and encounter a lot of people, talk to a lot of people, hear a lot of stories, you know, a lot of testimonies from people. It's just pretty amazing how much uh, that you actually get exposed to going out and about uh, just meeting with other like-minded people and and doing the lord's work and one of the things that uh I, it was actually a, a minister from another church i heard him uh praying and he said that he was thinking um about zacchaeus the uh tax collector that's mentioned there in luke chapter 19 and said that uh he just he was doing a study on on his actions, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and read it. Uh, Luke chapter 19, uh, verses one through ten, just to set the stage here. Luke 19, verse one through ten. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was short of stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Okay? So I actually read through six. But that's the little little snippet about Zacchaeus. And one of the things that this minister was talking about, he said Zacchaeus accelerated and then he elevated, seeking after the Lord. He accelerated and elevated. And that struck a chord with me. And I then I got to thinking about it. And I went through and found some other scriptures here and, and we're going. But, you know, going back, Zacchaeus was a sinner. He was a tax collector. If you go through and read the whole story of Zacchaeus, you see that Jesus had dinner with him. And uh, anyway, he was... Zacchaeus was redeemed and, and become a believer in all this good news stuff that, that Zacchaeus did. But it was because he accelerated. He was a short, lowly man. He accelerated to get ahead of the crowd. He was in a hurry. So he ran ahead. He ran ahead, see? He wanted to get there first. He wanted to get ahead. He was seeking the Lord. He accelerated. He was moving fast toward the Lord. And then he climbed up into that tree he elevated himself so he could see better right and isn't that what we should do accelerate run toward the lord and elevate ourselves into his presence accelerate and elevate when you start seeking the lord it's not time to lay back in the recliner and wait for him to come to you it's time to accelerate and elevate right that's where we're headed and then says jesus came to a place looked up saw him and said to him zacchaeus make haste and come down, for today I'll stay at your house. Make haste. Accelerate again. Jesus told him to accelerate again. So, you know, we don't we don't waste no time. We don't 
We don't mess around waiting on somebody to come to us. We don't put it off any longer. The Lord could return before this podcast finished. He could return before it posts, return before I finish recording, and return before you play it. Or You know, there's just a many, many different options of how you could uh, come into the presence of the Lord. I mean, the clock would quit ticking. You could have a, anything tragic happen. Your, your time could end. We don't know when it'll end. So we need to make haste and find the Lord. We need to accelerate our... Uh, time that we spend seeking the Lord, being washed in the word, trying to be in his presence, praying, repenting, getting our lives straightened out. We don't need to to drag it out. We need to accelerate it in order for us to elevate our life by being in the presence of the Lord. You see, Zacchaeus accelerated to get ahead. He was in a hurry. He was making haste to get up there so he didn't miss seeing the Lord and he elevated himself to be in that presence. Acts chapter 12, We've, I've used this scripture before in several uh, sermons, but you know, Peter, one of the apostles once again had uh, been jailed for preaching the gospel, preaching the good news, doing the great commission, doing the Lord's work, and the world had condemned him and jailed him as they often do when the devil's running around trying to break our spirit, trying to trying to get in here and stop us from touching all the people that, that uh, God's anointed us to touch, to uh to bring the good news to them and win souls for the kingdom. So the devil's constantly trying to take us out. But, you know, fear not, because we we are in the presence of the Lord. If you are doing your job correctly, you are in his presence, and you have the spirit within you, you are protected. Whether you be in a jail or whether you be walking on the street, you're protected, and your job remains the same. There's several scriptures about uh, what all the apostles did in jail and who they converted. But story for another day. So here we're talking about Peter. Acts chapter 12, verses 5 through 8 um, is when the angel comes to set him free. It says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Look at that. His church had bonded together and was praying for him in his hour of need without being asked to. See, they were being real Christians. They were being the real brothers and sisters in Christ, praying for one another in times of trouble. Let's see. That's great. That's great. But the the whole church was there praying. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off of his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Thought he was seeing a vision. Okay. Behold, the angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison, struck Peter on the side, raised him up, meaning he nudged him, woke him up, saying, arise quickly. Elevate and accelerate and when he did that arose quickly his chains fell off his hands and then the angel said dress yourself gird yourself get your strength up because we're fixing to roll up out of here see the angel of the lord appeared to him in that jail 
while he was chained and the guards were present and the steel doors were locked. He was pinned in that jail and his church was praying and an angel of the Lord heard those prayers come into that jail, told Peter, elevate and then accelerate speedily stand up and when peter obeyed when he was obedient to the call when he was obedient to what the angel of the lord was telling him a word from god giving him instructions telling him to do he said elevate and accelerate stand up quickly and what happened when he stood up quickly the chains fell off See, and we take this to our modern day chains, our shackles, our addictions, our anxieties, our depression, our anger, our fear, our worry, everything we've got. See, those are chains. Those are shackles. Right. But you can't just stand around waiting on some angel to appear to kick them off. See, yes, yes, that can happen. Yes, God can do that whenever he gets ready. But it says in James that faith without works is dead. It's not enough for you to sit around and believe that God's going to touch you. It's not enough to sit around and pray that God be with you. It's not enough to stay in the solitude of your home and not associate. It says in Hebrews, don't neglect to gather together. And you stand in your house and you listen to this podcast, which we're grateful for, and you're getting the gospel. But when you fail to gather together, you are cheating yourself out of the power of the word of God and fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. That church praying for Peter, God heard those prayers. The angel of the Lord came. Peter then had to stand up, hastily stand up, move with a purpose. Don't be a lazy sluggard. Stand up, make haste elevate accelerate move and those chains fell off well i tell you today if you stand up today and you get in the word and you you straighten your life out you stop laying around feeling sorry for yourself you get up out of that chair you grab that bible you pull the app up on your phone whatever you do pull up a youtube channel whatever you do to get started right this minute right this second because Churches aren't always meeting 24-7, and when when the Spirit moves you to get into the Word, there might not always be a church door open. There might not always be something. So you get online, and you listen to something. You do something. You go get into the store, get you a Bible. You get into work, <coughs> and you find you a church immediately to get into the presence of God. Now, also know the Bible says, wherever two or more gathered in my name, there I shall be too. That's true. That was dealing with a disciplinary issue in the church, and it was saying wherever the two are gathered, you know, God's will will be done. He's there in their presence. I get it. And I also understand that, that if he can be there for that, he can be there where two people are talking about God having church. I get it. But it says, do not neglect to gather together as some do. There's power in that gathering. When that church was praying for Peter, his their prayers were heard. The angel appeared, and Peter still had to make a move because faith that is going to happen. Faith without works is dead. So what did Peter have to do? He had to stand up. He had to elevate, and he had to do it quickly. Accelerate, elevate. That's what Zacchaeus did. Zacchaeus was a sinner. He accelerated ahead of the crowd and elevated himself into a tree. Accelerate and elevate. That guy, I'm glad I was in the right place at the right time because this accelerate and elevate has just really, you know, taken, taken a hold of me. Uh, it's got me thinking about a lot of things, a lot of options. And it's time for you to elevate. It's time for you to come up out of that valley that you're in 
and get up here and get in the word of God, get closer. It says, you draw nigh to me, I draw nigh to you. If you get closer to him, he gets closer to you. And in my Bible, in Mark also says, the signs shall follow the believers. So when you start getting closer to God, you're going to start seeing those signs and wonders. You're going to start seeing God working in your life. And you know, the thing is, is he's already working in your life. But you don't see it because you're blinded by all the tricks and trials and traps that the devil has put before you. Those chains are weighing you down. And instead of looking up, elevating your sight, you are looking down at those shackles, those addictions, that depression, the anger, all of those things that are holding and weighing you down. You're looking down at that when you need to be in an accelerated fashion, elevating your sight. Elevate your sight. Look up to the Lord. Look to the hills where your help comes from. Don't be looking down at those chains. Don't be looking down toward hell. Look up. Accelerate. Elevate. Elevate your eyes quickly. Time is drawing near. The time is drawing near. It, it's every day, every breath. We're one second closer to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Don't put it off till it's too late. Don't put it off till it's too late. You call yourself a Christian now? Examine yourself. Is your heart full of God? Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we're sinners. We fall short every day. We know that. We're not going to sit here and debate whether or not we're perfect. Because if you're any kind of Christian, if you've ever opened your Bible at all, you ought to know that we're not perfect. That's the whole point of, of Christ coming was his blood could cover our sins and redeem us and restore us. But are we making a practice of sinning? Are we loving our neighbor as we love ourselves? Are we doing unto others as we would have him do unto us? See, are we in the word? Are we spreading the good news? Are we fulfilling our role in the Great Commission? Are we praying? Are we fully trusting God? Have we elevated our faith since we became a believer? Since the first day we stepped into church and then... However long it was when you when you got in the water and got baptized and accepted Christ and become a Christian, how have you elevated your faith since that day? Do you still say mediocre prayers and just say, oh, yeah, there's a God and I'm going to heaven? Or are you getting into the word? Are you studying the word? Are you getting more knowledgeable? Are you seeking his presence by getting closer to him are you seeing him at work more do you trust him more has your faith increased has your knowledge of the bible increased has your ability to go out into the world and speak speak freely to bring other people to the kingdom have you done that has your ability to talk to people increased see have we honed our craft or are we still in the introductory phase have we made it out of the lobby and into the pews or are we just standing in the lobby still spiritually a lot of information a lot of, real quick but it's just something we need to think about where are we if the bell ring today if that trumpet blew if he came today are you satisfied with the work you put in for christ while you were on this earth are you satisfied with your efforts are you satisfied with with the knowledge that you have gained the wisdom you have gained about the Bible, about Christ, about God and his presence and what he's about, have you? Well, if you say no, or if you're even hesitating to think about it, I can tell you the answer. The answer is no. You should never be satisfied. And Paul says you should be content with where you are, but always yearning for more. Be happy that you are a Christian. Be happy that you are with God, but yearn to be closer. Look for more, see? And that's with anything in life. 
yeah, it's okay to want to improve your house. It's okay to want to improve your car, your friends, whatever it is, fill in the blank. But be content with what you got, because my Bible says if you're good with a little, you'll be good with a lot. Be content. If you're not thanking him for what you got, if you're not thanking him for the breath you take when you wake up, so many people don't wake up and get to take that breath. And furthermore, so many people were never exposed and have no knowledge of Jesus Christ. And then it's too late on that day. And are you responsible for that person dying without knowing Christ? Was there an opportunity that you had that you didn't take to spread the gospel, to pray with somebody? See, these are all things that can happen because you fail to get in your Bible. You fail to accelerate and elevate your presence with the Lord. We can't lay around waiting. We have to make moves. We have to make moves. Let's move into First uh, Samuel chapter 17. And we're going to another popular Bible story. This is David and Goliath. First Samuel chapter 17. I'm going to read uh, 45 through 49. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 through 49 here. We're talking about David and Goliath. And there's a lot that's going on ahead of this. You can go through and read a little bit ahead. But, you know, David was a lowly young man. His brothers had been sent off to fight. And, you know, David wasn't very respected as a fighter. He wasn't even in the army. Matter of fact, he was sent down there to take lunch, to take dinner to his, to his brothers. And he had to listen to a bunch of nonsense, but he saw the people down there cowing down to this uncircumcised Philistine, as he calls it here. But interesting read. You should read a little bit ahead. But we're going to pick up at verse 45, go 45 to 49 here and tell the, just the story of the actual moment. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you, and I will take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And so it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone, and he slung it, and he struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. And as you see, David prevailed over the Philistine. So what did it do? First off, David proclaimed, he says, you come at me with these weapons, these weapons of the world, these swords, these spears, this javelin, this armor created by man, weapons of the world. He said, you bring those. He said, I come in the name of the Lord. Number one, that's his first excellent move. He said, I come in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Man, this the faith. This guy running toward the giant. He says, The Lord does not save with a sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hands. The Lord don't need no sword, no spear, no man-made earthly weapons, no, no things like that. The Lord God, his will be done. And all you need to do is have faith. If he calls you to a battle, he brings you to that battle, he's got you in his hand, 
have faith that he will deliver you just as David did. But check this out now. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried and he ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. He accelerated. He moved in the leap of faith and he accelerated. He showed no fear. He moved fast. He moved hastily toward his target because he knew that Lord God was in his body, in his heart, and had anointed him to beat this Philistine. And his faith had made him strong. His faith had made him strong and he ran toward the enemy and the elevate part, he elevated his prominence in his kingdom there. His little area was elevated. Okay. His, his presence was elevated. I'm sure the Lord smiled upon him because David ex ex was the example of true faith. An army of men were cowing down and scared and here the most youngest, skinniest, least likely person to defeat this giant of a man ran toward with no earthly weapons and said, I come in the name of the Lord and this day I'm going to feed your carcass to the birds. <clears throat> man, you talk about boldly, boldly speaking and having faith like no other. You can bet the Lord was pleased with that. And David was elevated because he accelerated. You see where I'm headed? David was elevated because he accelerated. Peter was elevated. He was already elevated, but he accelerated and elevated too. He hurriedly stood up and those chains fell. Zacchaeus ran ahead of the crowd. He accelerated, elevated himself. So, you know, that little minister I heard, he was on to something. Accelerate and elevate. And you find it in the scripture, and I'm sure there's more. But these stories, these are stories I like. These are ones I've used a lot in the scripture, and you go back and you can use them in a different light this time, and it's it's a it's the same thing, you know. So what do, what does this mean for us? What does this mean for us? It's time for us to accelerate, so that we can elevate our presence in the Word of God. Accelerate, accelerate, so we can elevate how near we are to Him. And accelerate, why? Because there's no time left. All of this time before today, before this moment, has been wasted. Maybe you just halfway tried. Maybe it was a mediocre effort. Maybe, you know, whatever, whatever, all these excuses. But today is the day. The minute is here. The hour is near. It's time to accelerate. Accelerate. Get up. Accelerate. All those things you've been planning on, whether it be go to church, Reach out, start that Bible study at your home, download an app, whatever it is, start something and let the seed be planted and you water it every day and you let it grow and you do not defy the spirit. You don't quench the spirit. You go accelerate, get closer to him so he can get closer to you. Draw near to the Lord so you may elevate your chances. I mean, you can turn and twist this however you want. We need to elevate our presence with the Lord. We need to accelerate because we don't have time to waste. We need to get out here and fulfill our duties and our roles in the Great Commission to spread the word of God, to spread the gospel, to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's no longer time to sit around waiting on the preacher to do it, the pastor to do it. It's not time to wait around on anything else. The ball is in your court. You are responsible for your faith, not your pastor, not your good friend, not your group leader, none of that. 
You are responsible for your relationship with Jesus Christ. And the only person in control of that is you. You want to draw near? Get in the word. Go out. Ask. Pray. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door shall be opened. If any of you lacks wisdom, pray and ask for it and I shall give it to you. And the comforter comes. The spirit comes. Reaffirm your faith. Start moving. Maybe you put it on the back burner. Maybe you're a believer. But maybe you've been focused on your kids, your family, your, your life, your work, your job, whatever you're doing. Maybe you just kind of fell by the wayside. You know, maybe you work six days a week and, and, you know, on Sunday you just rest, you know. And we, yeah, we're supposed to rest on Sunday, but we forgot, you know, we're supposed to worship. You know, and, and, and humans traditionally doctrine and all this nonsense one hour a week, you must be in church. No, you're supposed to be in constant praise and worship. That's what's going to be in heaven. Pray without ceasing. That's what it says. Pray all the time. You know, constantly be in his presence. Constantly have him on your mind. And everything you do and every step you make, pray to me and I will lead your steps. I will guide your steps. I will light your path. He don't say come to me once a week for a little bit and give me half your attention. No. Constant. It's a constant thing. You can seek him daily. Even if you spend five minutes reading a scripture or a devotional, do something. Get started and build, elevate, and accelerate. Do it now because you're wasting time. You're wasting time. You need to improve. You need to get better. Nobody is an expert at anything. Nobody is perfect. You can never have enough information because I can tell you, we will never know as much as Jesus Christ does. We will never be as good of a Christian as the example that Christ set. So you can never say, you know, I've mastered the Bible. I'm mastered Christianity. And no, you're not because you're flesh and you will never be perfect. And there's always room to improve. We have to keep going every day and we have to do what? Our biggest thing, go tell the others. When's the last time you gave somebody a testimony? When's the last time you brought somebody to Christ? When's the last time you went down and to your church and, and you got involved with feeding people? Because you know what? When you get to feed people or you get to go hand out them blessings, you get to come across a lot of people that don't know God. You get to come across a lot of people that don't understand why you're down there giving out thousands of dollars worth of food. And you know what you do right there? You get the opportunity to fulfill your role in the Great Commission, to explain to them the love of Christ, explain to them that this is available. And all they need to do is accept him and, and be a follower. All these missed opportunities. It's not just a, an hour out of your day. It is life-changing for whoever you come into contact with. And do not let that devil talk you out of it. Don't let him say, oh, well, you're tired. You can't get up today. You need to rest. You deserve it. You earned it. No, we have not. <laughs> we all fall short. Don't let that devil stop you from getting your blessing. Don't let that devil fool you into staying out of the church. Elevate yourself and do it quickly. Thank y'all for joining us today. I hope you've got something out of this. Please like and share and subscribe and and tell your friends about this. Lead them here. Yeah, you know, we, we just want to use this as a tool to get the gospel message out. And the bottom of the uh, the player there and in the episode description, there's a little tab that says support the show. I'd like for you to check that out if you will and uh, click on that and, and check it out. And if you want to support the show in any way it'd be greatly appreciated so i invite you to check out that link i find us on facebook living discipleship ministries 
Um, you know, you can keep up with what's going on in the church, hoping to get our videos up of our sermons there soon. We've gotten some more new computer equipment. It's a slow process, but we're getting there. And um, as always, just, you know, steer close to God, stay in the word and make moves. Don't lay around putting it off till tomorrow. We never know if tomorrow comes. God willing, we'll be here tomorrow. But don't waste any more time. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, any topics or anything like that you'd like to see, you can email us, livingdiscipleshipministries at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it very much, and we'll see you on the next one. God bless y'all.